Hi, I'm Margie, and welcome to the Desert Island Dishes podcast. This is the podcast where every week I ask my guests to choose their seven Desert Island dishes. These range from finding out about the dish that most reminds them of their childhood, the best dish they've ever eaten, and of course, the last dish they would choose to eat before being cast off to the desert island. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast as it genuinely really does help others to find the show, which is always good. And of course, do subscribe so that you never miss an episode. This has been a somewhat whirlwind of a week as I got married last weekend, which was just perfect. And the day was everything I wished it would be and more. But I wanted to say thank you so much to everyone for their lovely messages. It's been so nice reading them. Thank you. This is a really lovely episode with the impossibly lovely Lucy. There are lots of delicious sounding things in here to inspire you. And we find out how she got to where she is today, which I just love hearing about. I hope you enjoy. My guest today is Lucy Williams. Lucy is one of the UK's most successful bloggers. She is a fashion journalist turned style blogger, writer and stylist to name just a few of the things she does. She lives in London but travels the world and shares her adventures through her blog Fashion Me Now. Lucy started out as a fashion assistant at places such as Sheerlux.com and InStyle magazine before working as an assistant fashion editor for Stylus, before she finally took the leap to go freelance and has now amassed over 324,000 followers on Instagram alone, <laughs> which is just amazing. Welcome, Lucy. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, not at all. So I wondered, how does the thought of being sent to the desert island make you feel? Oh, right now it makes me feel really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like we've had a really long winter this winter in London. And yeah, the thought of being on a desert island and yeah, just not having any, maybe not having any electronics and having some sun and some palm trees. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, like a proper digital Although detox. I did start watching the new Bear Grylls Island show this morning on, on Catch Up and I... I do not want to go to that kind of island. No, 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 no. It wouldn't be Not that, that kind of situation. No, no. Yeah, Very yeah. Very luxury. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> but I imagine you to be quite a practical person. Like, I think you'd fashion your own clothes. Yeah, I mean, I like to think I could be fairly practical. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever lit a fire with, with just my bare hands. So I'm not sure how good I'd be at that. But yeah, I mean, I yeah, maybe some sort of Blue Lagoon vibes. I could sort of start wearing shells. Yeah, and I can see that. Sort of string dresses. Yeah, we could definitely get yeah. down with that. I mean, you good in your own company I am actually yeah I mean I love I, I'm not I've never done a holiday by myself I have to say I've never sort of traveled by myself I've traveled for work by myself so I've often find myself in cities alone for a day sort of maybe in New York or Paris for a day and I'll really I love going around galleries solo and shopping solo but I always like having meals with people I always like in the evening to have someone to have dinner with have a glass of wine with so I'm a bit of a mixture. I'm I'm very happy in my own company and I love kind of, I'm very happy sort of, I don't always need to be searching for something to do in London. If I'm, you know, I live by myself, so I'm quite happy with that. But yeah, I don't know. I But, but to a point. Yeah. You know, it's always nice to have someone to kind of, yeah, I, I mean, I love to talk. Yeah. So <laughs> it's quite hard to do that by yourself. That is true. <laughs> that is true, Lucy. Yeah. I think the real test, have you ever been to the cinema on your own? 
you know what? I haven't. No, me neither. But I would. I think I would. I've just never, the opportunity's never really arisen. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine actually the other day and she was saying how she loves going to the Gate Cinema in Notting Hill by herself really? during yeah. the day. That's a good cinema. And she feels really like, and I, I, yeah, I want to kind of, I feel like it's a very chic grown up thing to do. Yeah. But again, I just love to analyze things afterwards and kind of laugh with someone. Yes. So hard to do that on your own. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so Lucy, you grew up on a farm in Shropshire. I did. And childhood sounded wonderfully idyllic. Let's talk about your first desert island dish. <laughs> and that's the dish that most reminds you of your childhood. So dish that most reminds me of childhood. Well, my dad's a potato farmer. Oh, is he? So <laughs> I probably have to say anything with potatoes in it whether it was new potatoes or mashed potatoes or Sunday roast, that's definitely a childhood staple. And I'm sure my mum would kill me for saying this, but I was such a fussy eater as a child. So there's, it's well-renowned in my family that I essentially, from the ages of probably about, I would say five till about nine, I essentially lived on ham sandwiches on white bread oh, really? <laughs> and fish fingers and either baked beans or peas. Nothing wrong with that, Lucy. So I have to say, I still to this day, I have a bit of a weakness for fish fingers, mashed potato and peas. So that would be, that really reminds me of childhood. I love, there have been lots of answers like that, where it's like, my mom would kill me because yeah. she made so many amazing well, dishes. Thing. This is my answer. Yeah, like something <laughs> horrible, like sort of turkey twizzlers. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we went that far. But yeah, those kind of things. And I'm trying to think if I, I mean, school food was deaf. My school food was definitely was really retro even though I was at school in the 90s it felt very 70s yeah I feel like we had lots of angel delight at primary school and lots of kind of horrible sort of spam I oh, feel yeah. like we had a bit of spam and corned beef on the menu which I <laughs> definitely don't want to revisit no. <laughs> wait are but, you yeah. from a big family we've got there's three of us three daughters and did your dad yeah. like is he good at cooking no my dad is kind of he's the sort of guy where he will Every time my mum makes something, he'll go, oh, so how did you make this? And then you added this and then <laughs> you did what? And then how do I grill the tomatoes? And just, but, and we're always like, dad, are you planning on cooking this? Because this doesn't happen very often. <laughs> um, he's a real, there's sort of an infamous story in my family of dad cooking braised celery for one of my oh, sisters. Yum. I don't think it should be repeated. <laughs> uh, so no, he's not, but he... An appreciative eater, at least, which yeah. is always nice. Always. Um, and my mum is a really good cook, but and very, like, very traditional cook. So does an amazing roast and fish pie and, yeah, just all those kind of, um, like, lots of great casseroles and stuff like that. All the classics. Yeah, all the classics. I mean, braised gem lettuce is a big thing now. So maybe your dad was maybe just ahead of that. Maybe he was something. Yeah. yeah. Leading the way. Maybe. Maybe I will have <laughs> to report Williams. that back. Yeah. <laughs> You started your blog, Fashion Me Now, the summer after leaving university. Blogs weren't what they are today. So talk us through the thought process behind doing that. So I remember reading in a magazine about a couple of blogs when I was at uni, just saying like, oh, there's this new thing called blogs. Um, and it had sort of three girls that they recommended. And I just sort of, so I sort of started following them. And then through them, I found a few more and kind of just started yeah, I just got into blogs. I mean, it was such a smaller, so much of a smaller thing now than it is then than it is now. So when I left university and I was thinking about interning and going to different magazines, I sort of thought to myself, I, I think maybe I sort of was having a chat with someone and they said, why don't you start a blog? So you've got something to talk about in interviews. You've got something to work on when you're not interning. So yeah, so that's what I did. I just started it and it was very, you know, 
maybe if I knew that I was going to be doing it full time, I would have put a bit more thought into the name and the branding and what I wanted to do. But I just sort of like, just sort of, yeah, winged it. Also also yours early on, because I've been a long time follower. Mm. Yours was sort of, it was more of a mood board to start. It was. It was pre-Pinterest. It was. Yeah. It was much more of a, I mean, I don't think I, I myself featured on it for many years. So it was just sort of films that I liked and inspiration I took from them and shopping stuff and mood boards and yeah, and it was so, it was so funny. It was sort of like every single girl that would leave a comment were all had sort of in little blogs of their own, and some of them now are you know super successful and are running these massive enterprises. So it was quite cool because back in the day we were, yeah, just and it was. I think we've all kind of like grown, and I don't know your style changes, what you're interested in changes, but yeah. um, no, it was. I mean, I'm so glad that I started when I did. Yeah, yeah it's so great. Yeah, I feel really lucky. And yeah. What was it that you read at uni? I did English literature at uni. So kind of, yeah, I mean, nothing fashion related, but it was just always what I wanted to do and it was what I was best at. But I mean, it's still, I feel like it's nice now with my blog where it's at the point where I'm able to kind of, you know, not just write about fashion and I've got all my my followers seem to be interested in lots of the same things that I am, whether that's travel or reading or films, interiors. So I'm lucky now that I get to kind of take you know, I did English literature because I loved, I, you know, loved books, loved reading, loved writing. So now I'm able to kind of take that onto my blog and have a little book club and talk yeah. about literature. And um, so, yeah, it's sort of not, maybe not totally, not a totally useless degree. Hopefully. No, definitely <laughs> not. And like you say, it is so nice that you can pull all of those different interests because no yeah. one's one dimensional. No, like exactly. everyone has all these different yeah, things. No, it's really nice. So when you left, university yeah they I know it is really hard to know what what exactly Mm. you want to do but vaguely in the back of your mind did you think you might just get into magazines and then one day be a magazine editor or yeah what was the basic plan that was pretty much it I think I mean I in all honesty had no clue how what what went on behind the scenes in magazine but sort of yeah loved magazines um back in the day I think I've always I've always loved editorial um and obviously, you know, the industry is really changing now. And I love what I'm, you know, I love working in the digital sphere. But yeah, back in the day, I was sort of obsessed with magazines and used to kind of cut things out and scrapbook them. So I maybe I was Pinteresting <laughs> before Pinterest. I don't know. But yeah, so I guess I had in my head that I wanted to be an editor. But then actually, it's funny because now I think the job that I have has sort of ended up being a bit of a dream job. You know, it combines everything that I love and everything that I think I'm hopefully good at. So it's funny because that the dream job didn't exist when I left uni. Yeah, it's just kind of a weird thought. It's such a weird thought. Um, And and like you say, you went into an industry which has changed so much over the last ten years. You could never have dreamt of this career because it just didn't exist. Never. And I think I, yeah, I think it just sort of. I, I, I guess being at the, in the right place at the right time and I think it's funny as well because I, while I loved working in magazines I quickly realized that I just I don't know if I would have been able to hack it for years and years and years I think I'm actually quite well suited to, to working for myself yeah working by myself um, I love being able to sort of manage my own time and have the freedom of you know being able to work from home and work from anywhere so I think yeah, I think yeah, I think it's all worked out for the best. Actually, yeah. so, everything. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> um, the second desert island dish is the first dish you learned to cook. The first dish I learned to cook. So I think, I mean, it was probably baking. I think that's probably how most people get into cooking. Yeah. at a young age, 
I remember, oh, again, probably a really revolting sort of 90s <laughs> reference, but do you remember those sort of packs that you'd get of kind of cupcake mixes where oh, you yeah. have the little sugar stickers or something that you'd oh, put God, on the yeah. top? I remember making those a lot when I was tiny. But then I think I remember the first meal, proper meal that I made my mum was maybe when I was in my teens. I can't remember how old I would have been, but I made some kind of like chicken and tarragon, chicken with tarragon and creme fraiche. Oh, well, that uh, sounds delicious. With like a, with tagliatelle. Quite a weird mix, no. I will concede. <laughs> no, I, um, that sounds great. I remember we, we cooked it and then we watched the birds, Alfred Hitchcock's The oh, Birds yeah. together. <laughs> and I just had Terrifying. this memory of this kind of, <laughs> You know, my yeah, but actually, I was quite disappointed because my mum had billed it to me as the most the scariest film she'd ever seen, and then we watched it, and I was like, "Yeah, I've seen worse. This oh, is not. I I've not never been. Scary. I've never been brave enough to watch. It. Oh, it's really not that bad. Really, if you're scared of birds, I'm sure it's terrifying. Yeah. But I think because I'd grown up on sort of a diet of probably quite revolting horror films, you know, that people sort of watch at sleepovers. So oh, yeah. this was just a bit like, oh, it's a bit creepy, but it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, I remember cooking that. But yeah, I guess probably baking was what I first sort of did with my mum, I guess. Yeah. You worked as a fashion journalist and to lots of people, I think that conjures up images of the devil wears Prada. <laughs> Is there any truth in that? Do you know what? It's funny. I have been really lucky for the most part that I everyone I've come across in fashion has been super nice and friendly and very like-minded. I mean, there's definitely, when I was first working in magazines, I definitely had a few glimpses of kind of, I definitely was shouted at a couple of times across the office. No, what had you done? Oh, I I mean, probably just just not labelled things properly or mixed something up or... um, Oh, I was probably probably speaking my mind a little bit too much. <laughs> I don't know. One but... of one of my most embarrassing memories is doing work experience on the fashion desk at the Daily Mail. And I was like 16 and my mum made me go in a suit. Oh, and when I turned stuff, up, I love it. everyone looked so cool. And there were loads of other interns oh. and everyone was so trendy. And I have never felt like more of a loser or hated my mum <laughs> so amazing. much. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that like, still makes me like oh, out in a sweat sweet. when I think about it. Well, but I still think that's very cool for doing work experience then when you were 16. I mean, yeah. when I was 16, I was sort of... I think my parents were making me do sort of the odd spot of work experience at sort of estate agents and oh, things really? like that up in Shropshire. <laughs> but I definitely had never, would never step foot in, you know, a magazine or a newspaper before. So yeah, I mean, I, yeah, definitely there were, I've had, a, I've had a few moments of it, but you know, I think in any industry there's, there's a, there is that. Definitely. So I think it's, I don't think it's exclusive to fashion. I think it's just one of those things where, yeah, I think it can happen in any industry. I think fashion is just one of those things where, because it, from the outside, it can maybe appear sort of, you know, oh, what's the word? Superficial. So I think it's an easy target maybe for some yeah. people to be like, oh, well, that's maybe, you know, the industry is very fickle and there's a lot of bitchiness in there and stuff. But actually, for the most part, people, yeah, everyone I've come across has been super nice and really helpful as well, which has been cool. And I guess everyone's super passionate about the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So you're writing your blog on the side, but still working full time. Was there a sort of tipping point, whether it was in terms of the number of readers or a particular project or a brand that you worked with, where you remember thinking, right, this could really be its own career in its own right. So I think, so this must, when, how long have I been? I think I quit my job four years ago now, which is 
so scary because I still think it's two years ago. It's just hilarious. Nice. I can't I'm, get my head around it. I miss so scary. Four years. Um, and it was at the point where I'd been working in trend forecasting for three years. And I was sort of at that point with my blog where I was really putting in a lot of time on the on the side. So I was working at weekends. I was working in, in the evenings. I think I had just started to work with Topshop quite a bit just on sort of little things, but I started to work with them. And then I got a project through for Fashion Week with Pringle of Scotland. Mm. And I actually love their, their ready-to-wear collection. The knitwear is amazing. And so that was the first, and that was probably the first like ready-to-wear kind of catwalk brand that contacted me. And that maybe just, and that was like quite, yeah, a big enough project to make me think, oh, okay, maybe there's legs to this. I was at that point with my job where I either knew that I needed to move somewhere else to progress, do a sideways move or find something else. And, you know, it was at that point where my editor had left. So it was sort of a natural point of change. And I was looking into other jobs and kind of looking at all I knew that all I wanted to do was my own thing. Yeah. All I wanted to do was work for myself. But it was a really scary thing to say. So I think when I left, I even said to people there like, oh, I'm just going to go and work on my blog for a bit and then see what happens Ugh. yeah because it is really scary yeah saying I'm going to be self-employed yeah because I kind of felt like oh I might I might be back you know I, I might not be able to make it work and I might be you know I, I I also had in my mind that I might be freelancing quite a lot and writing for different magazines and things but in the end it ended up that I was ended up being so busy with the blog and it just sort of is one of those things where I often say to people when they're thinking about taking the leap and being your own boss it's as soon as the ball starts rolling and you know and you and you really have enough time you put you have all the time in the world to dedicate to it and and also there's nothing to fall back on you know that is you have to work you know you have to work super super hard to get, keep it going then it things just start happening so i think as long as you're putting the time in and working really hard yeah, it's yeah, it was I was yeah, it all went really well. So it was a great decision, but it took me about a good 3 months to make it. There was a lot of tears, a yeah. lot of stress. I think everyone always says that, don't they, that the yeah. hardest thing about any decision is actually that first step. Exactly. And then once you've done that, it's what you're doing. Exactly. Like yeah. You say you make it work. Yeah. What would you say has been the most exciting career moment to date? Oh, that's so hard. I remember, I think last time I saw you, you yeah. just finished shooting the Levi's ad, yeah, which was massive. Yeah, that was amazing. That now, was really cool. So you're in the current Mango advert. That was really fun as well. I mean, I have to say, like, I still pinch myself when I'm doing shoots when I did um, the Mango shoot and we had a, a crew of kind of 30 in London and, you know, just, and, and they'd come over just to shoot this thing with me. And I felt a bit like, oh, is this, I don't know. I, you feel quite responsible. Yeah. Because obviously everyone's really putting in a lot of time and effort to make, make something great happen. So yeah, I mean, I still, yeah, it's funny. I still sort of, I, I'm sort of have to check myself and be like, me? Uh, really? No, it's good. I mean, it's, I love doing stuff like that. I love being challenged and having to kind of, I mean, the Levi's thing again was one of those things where a big shoot in New York and kind of having to fake it till I made it in the sense that like, you know, there was, we were shooting on the high line. There was a big sort of audience and just having to pretend that I was totally cool yeah. <laughs> and not, you know, just knew exactly what I was Easy doing. Um, whereas inside, just slightly screaming. Yeah. But, but it's because <laughs> they think that is how everyone's yeah, at whatever stage they're at. <laughs> definitely. I guess doing, doing my jewellery collection with Misma has definitely been one of my favourite projects. It's just been so nice being able to design yeah, design stuff that I love and see lots of people that I like wearing it. And 
Yeah, I just, I've loved doing that a lot. It's amazing. I mean, I did turn up today wearing. <laughs> wearing I love that stuff. though. I love, I love it when I see people whose style I really like wearing the necklaces. You it know, must it be makes so, me, yeah, it must be yeah. so surreal. No, it's really so cool. So I've loved doing that. So yeah, I mean, to be honest, I find it, I, I always find that question really hard because it's, it's always like the, you know, there's always the project that I, or, or the brand that I worked with, you know, last, it's, I don't know, there's always new things that are coming. Yeah that sort of make me go, oh, wow, I'm really excited about that. And now I'm really excited about that, which I think is good. I think as long as I'm feeling, you know, I feel like that, I feel like that's a good sign. Yeah. If you ever lost that yeah, feeling, that would that's be when, when you... I think you need to have a bit of a wake up call and think, okay, so let's try something new. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lucy, let's talk <laughs> about the third desert island dish. And that's the best dish you've ever eaten. Oh God, this is going to be so hard. Best dish I've ever eaten. So I remember the first time I went to Tulum in Mexico yeah. and went to Hartwood restaurant there and had, I mean, it sounds so simple. So had they do, and everything's kind of barbecued essentially. What do you call it? Yeah, it's kind of oven. It's all done over like a coal grill basically. And I had this amazing steak, like melt in the mouth steak that was with a baked sweet potato with sour cream, which sounds really basic, but it was just so delicious and they had incredible margaritas and cocktails and it's all under candlelight and I remember that just being like every mouthful being like oh my god it's so good it's so good and I made the mistake with that of I think we went back later in the week for the same meal and I just think never do that no because it was just never it's never quite the same it's just like everything coming together in yeah. one evening to yeah make it so exactly great. It's like when you try to recreate it at home. I know. Oh. Yeah, it's just not quite the same. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so that probably, that was probably one of the best things I've ever eaten. I mean, I've had, I'm trying to, I, I love, I'm, I just love good pasta as well. And I remember going to one a place in Spetsies in Greece. So that sounds weird because it's pasta in Greece, but they have actually really good Italian restaurants there. And I can't even remember what the pasta was, but just, oh, just incredible. Yeah. I think the restaurant's called All Off Restaurant in Spetsies and it's oh, so good. Oh, those are two very good answers. <laughs> so I read a piece where you talked about how the word blogger kind of had dirty connotations. Why do you think that is? So yeah, blogger, blogger's a funny one. So uh, now these days people don't really seem to know what to call me as such. Like it's either blogger or influencer. Yeah. And I guess I've never felt, I've always thought blogger, seen blogger as a positive word. Yeah. To me, it's just, it, sometimes it's not really enough maybe to to sort of quantify what, because it implies that all you do is a blog. Whereas yeah. there's lots of other, lots of other things that anyone these days who's working on a blog full time tends to be doing videos or designing things or having their own, like there's a, normally lots of fingers in pies yeah for a foodie reference um, <laughs> love it and <laughs> um, do you think it's because I don't like it this isn't true at all yeah but it's sort of that we think that people think that bloggers are kind of just not working that yeah. hard and yeah I think that's what it is lots of free stuff yeah I think so not true maybe a word yeah I don't know what it is I think it also maybe just feels like I don't I think it's just been become this negative thing that people sort of see it as, oh, well, yeah, that we you sit around kind of just taking pictures of the new handbag that you've got yeah. and kind of just, yeah, asking brands for freebies. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's about it. What, so um, when, when you meet someone and they say, what do you do? Yeah. How do you answer that question? I tend to say that, oh, I tend to just, I actually tend to say the first thing I tend to say is I have a weird job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I kind of say, well, I 
have my own website and I do lots on social media and I work with brands as a consultant and an ambassador. I kind of just, yeah, I, I, that, I guess I find blogger a difficult word sometimes because it doesn't, it feels, some people also, I, I often will say blogger if, um, I'll say, oh, I guess the easiest way to describe what I do is to say I'm a blogger. And some people go, oh yeah, cool. I know what you, yeah, a friend of mine is also a blogger. And, yeah. and but it depends on the situation. Sometimes I'll say that and they're like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Or, like a parent. How do you make money? Like, what? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the fourth desert island dish is what is your favorite sandwich? Ooh. Um, okay. So, well, the best sandwich I've ever had. Yes. Tell me. Is a pastrami Reuben at Nate and Al's in LA, this old school Jewish deli. Oh my God. It's like the stuff of dreams. And I would go back for that. Yeah. It's actually the first time I've had proper, proper pastrami. And it was insane. It wasn't what I thought pastrami was. I know that's, I always thought pastrami was more of a, I don't know. It was, it was pink in the middle and so juicy. Oh, and I had it with coleslaw and a matzo ball soup. And it was just insane. Yeah, that sounds really good. And I actually, it's like a, it's really converted me to Rubens. I absolutely love a Ruben. Actually, LA is great for sandwiches. There's this place called Juicer as well in Venice and they do a mean, Oh, what's the other one that they do as well? They do a mean Reuben, but then they also do this one that, again, is really big in LA. And it's like a kind of Vietnamese chicken style sandwich. Oh, it's called a banh mi. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. So, so good. So, yeah. And other than that, in, in the, you know, making it myself. Yeah. What would you go for then? What would I go for? I'm, I'm, I'm a sort of ham, ham and cheese. Yeah. Go back to the old school. Just back to the basics. You know, ham, cheese, and mustard. I mean, you can't go wrong. Toasted with that. ham, cheese, and mustard. There we go. Boom. Done. Um, <laughs> do with one of them right now. Something you said that I thought was really interesting was often when you go to dinner parties or you go to weddings and you tell people that you're a blogger, people ask you how much you earn, which is so rude, isn't it? But yeah. do you think that's just being freelance in general and doing something different? People kind yeah. of what they mean is how do you make money and it comes yeah. out as yeah. how much do you earn i think people tend to it, it feels it feels like a sort of um yeah i think it's more that people are more more sort of how do you make how do you make men ends meet kind of thing how yeah. do you how do you make money yeah but i do think that it's coming from a place of there's nowhere to sort of place us if you know what i mean yeah because definitely you know, being a blogger, there's any, it could be anywhere between zero to the sky's the limit. There's no way, you know, whereas I think if with so many other careers, if you're a, a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer, anything that's a bit more established, people can kind of put you in a box. Yeah, people love putting people in people boxes. People love putting people in boxes. Yeah, so, that's so true. That's such a good point. Yeah, and I, I think, think that they just, you can't, they can't put you in a box. So, yeah, I'm always more, I'm always very happy to kind of say, oh, well, I, you know, I work with brands on the, on, and things. And there's such a thing as, um, affiliates as well, you know, I've, you know, so I, and I've designed jewelry. And so I kind of, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, it, I've, it never really comes from a place like a hostile place. No, it's more just, it's more of a very curious place. Yeah, definitely. And then the flip side of that, I wondered whether when you were starting out, did you ever find it hard? to put a value on what you were worth oh my god definitely definitely that was hard yeah I think that's always quite difficult especially when you are I think if you're you're creating a product you know if you are if you have a brand that makes beauty products or you're making bags or whatever else and you're selling those but well that's you know 
to cost and mark that up and price it is a, is a very easy thing. Yeah. And you can see the value in that. When you are almost the commodity, it's really hard yeah. and weird. <laughs> and so weird. Not something that I was naturally, you know, I'm someone where I'm quite confident now in what I do. And yeah, I feel really good about what I do. But I, I don't think I'm naturally someone where I feel very easy kind of putting a putting a figure to yeah yeah it's, it's a really hard and also there's no rule book there's no there's no one that said like this is the this is the standard this is what you should be doing yeah it, it's def that's definitely been a bit of a learning curve yeah. and, just, and also just having to say it about yourself and having to stand up for yourself and having to kind of you know say this is what I'm worth yeah it's really I think difficult. in anything in life Really you know, difficult. I mean, this is like very, you know, in, we're talking like, actually, like, actually, what are you worth in terms of money? But I think it's quite hard in, in life in general, like, you know, whether it's like standing up to someone or, you know, saying to a boyfriend or a friend or something like, no, I'm not okay with that. And this is what I want. It's always hard. So yeah, but I like, I hopefully I've kind of, yeah, got a bit better at it now. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> the fifth desert island dish is the dish you eat the most often. So the dish I eat most often, I mean, probably something like eggs. Yeah. I cook a lot of eggs for myself at home. What would be your like go-to egg dish? God, I mean, I quite often have boiled eggs, like yeah. runny boiled eggs during the week for breakfast. The great soldiers. <laughs> That's kind of very English and, and sort of childlike of me, but I do have that quite a lot. And then actually for my if I'm cooking for myself for supper, I will probably I have a I eat a lot of soba noodles. Oh do you? Yeah. yeah. I love soba noodles and I feel like I put them with everything. So if I want and they take they're so quick to do. So I'll often, you know, they take like it takes sort of ten minutes to I'll make some homemade pesto put that with some soba noodles and then chuck in whether it's like if I've got some salmon if I've got some pancetta avocado tomatoes and just chuck it all in yeah that sounds delicious <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you've traveled the world and been to so many bucket list destinations you've said I believe that if you're starting again you might think about doing something in the traveling world yeah what has been your favorite place to visit so far oh Again, I, these questions are so difficult. And I'm always, I'm the most annoying interviewee because I, I cannot, I can't say one answer, which is, I think it says a lot about me. I mean, I did Rajasthan a few years ago. That was amazing. I loved doing that trip because I really felt like, you know, we were staying in amazing places, but also, yeah, just getting to see a country that's so different and really beautiful and just being out and about in the streets of Rajasthan in different cities, you know, whether you're on the Ghats in Udaipur or in the middle of nowhere at this little like two room hotel near Jaipur. It was just, I loved that trip so much. It was really cool. Is that somewhere that you'd always wanted to go? Yeah, always. I mean, I kind of, it was one of those things where I kept, I felt like I kept put, putting it in a box of like a one day trip. Like yeah. one day I'll go there, one day, one day. And then eventually I just was like, no, I think I'm going to make one day now. I want to make it happen. I think sometimes you have to do that. Because Definitely. there are so many places that I've been putting in that box for so long. And then sometimes you just need to go. Yeah, I think I sort of sometimes think to myself, oh, I need a month to do trips like that. I need, whereas actually we did, we did it in 10 days. But, and no, by no means did we do all of it, but it's, you know, I think it's sometimes quite nice to, to be able to go back somewhere and still have things to tick off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you don't have to do everything no, in one trip. Exactly. That's so true. And in terms of the food, what's been like the most memorable place that just sort of blew you away? Food, food, food. I think Mexico. I think I love, I love the food in Mexico. 
I just have a real weakness for a good fish taco yeah. and a margarita. Who doesn't? So that, I love the food over there. If you could, oh, this is one of my favorite questions. If you had to pick just one cuisine that you'd eat forever, yeah, yeah. would it be Mexican? I think it would be Italian. Oh, would it? I think it would be Italian. And now I'm trying to think where, I mean, I, I did, the thing is I find with Italy is I love Italian food so much, but I have to say, I find if you're in Venice or Rome, you know, the food is weirdly can be, you, you really have to be in the know to get the good, yeah. to, to find the good places. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I, I think, yeah, maybe it would be Italian. Yeah, I think it must, I think it would have to be P- I, pizza and pasta. Oh, I mean, the dream. And just amazing, like fresh caprese salads and stuff like that. You know, the dream. Yeah, so yeah. good. Lucy, the sixth desert island dish is your go-to dinner party dish. So my go-to dinner party dish, I love doing big kind of vats of food that everyone can kind of dig into. So I love doing things, well, it depends how many people, but I love doing like a big prawn, prawn, crab linguine. Oh, yum. Big crab linguine with kind of fresh tomatoes and kind of then maybe a nice salad or something, just super simple. And then or a big risotto. But actually, and I love doing roast chicken. I actually did this really good roast chicken recipe recently that was a Jamie Oliver one cooked in a pint of milk. Ooh. Yeah, you cook it in a big pan with kind of milk and lemon and cinnamon sticks and and sage and things. And it makes this kind of sticky, almost lemon curd at the bottom. Yeah. That then you kind of, and it's so easy. So I do, I love doing that with kind of new potatoes and then a big salad with kind of feta and pomegranate and stuff like that. I imagine you throw good dinner parties. You know what? I like to think that I do, but I don't do it nearly enough. No, it's hard to find the time. It's hard to find the time. And I have so many friends who seem, you know, I'm one of those people where I I would quite like to just sort of go, oh, I just happen to be free in two days' time. and Do you want to just come around? Yeah. Whereas trying to get people's diaries together. Everyone's so busy Everyone's so busy. Yeah. Everyone's sort of, especially in the summer, you know, there's barely a Friday where people are people are around. Yeah, it's so true. Um, so yeah, but when I do, I do, I do love doing. I love hosting, but that's probably partly because I'm quite lazy and just no, like having people yeah. to my house. <laughs> no, Lucy, don't um, give away our secret. I know. Um, so, yeah. would you serve a pudding? I would. Yeah, but I'm actually. I have to say, I'm quite lazy with puddings. Okay, I'm not a huge pudding maker. I like. I would tend to do something like maybe make brownies and have brownies with ice cream, fresh raspberries. There's nothing wrong with that. I have. Or I just have been known to do like lots of kind of actually another one thing that I do love to do for puddings um, is I go to the Lisboa patisserie. The oh, what's it called? Oh, what on the Goldburn yeah, Road? Yeah, on Goldburn Road, and I buy some of the pasties to the custard tarts. Yes, and I do that with kind of some fruit and bits and pieces. Those custard tarts. Oh, that's so dream. good. That's my little like treat for puddings. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think everyone's going to want to come to dinner party at your house now. (laughs) So you obviously do a lot of traveling and therefore, as a result, you end up spending a fair amount of your time in bikinis and beachwear. Yeah. What is your general approach to health and the ever controversial term wellness? So I have definitely gone through phases with this over the years. And I think now I'm at a real happy place in terms of weight and staying fit and stuff when I was at university, I was a real calorie counter. Oh, really? And a real gym bunny. You know, I was at the gym kind of five days a week. Really? But equally drinking a horrible amount (laughs) and probably eating rubbish, but was very, yeah, I went through a period of time where I was really conscious of what I was eating and a bit too conscious, to be honest, and kind of have done so many yo-yos over the years of kind of being able to eat whatever I wanted. And then other times being, you know, going away on my gap year and 
eating and drinking and putting on quite a bit of weight and just but now I feel like essentially I and this is going to sound really annoying but I mean but it's I do I really believe it's about balance yeah and I essentially now don't deprive myself anything because I think for me I'm the kind of person where as soon as I say to myself I can't have something I want it even more yeah so if I am craving chocolate am I I mean I eat chocolate pretty much every day (laughs) but 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 chocolate and it's just just chocolate not kind of you know, a chocolate covered fudge cake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be that would be the dream. Um, but yeah, if I'm craving a donut, I'll have a donut. Yeah. But equally, I do. I think on the flip side, you know, sometimes you just want to have some soup or some salad or some fish and vegetables. But if I'm going out for pizza, I'll have a pi- I'll have a pizza. Yeah. And I really don't kind of stop myself from having anything. I think you're so right. Like the moment you deny yourself, you deny yourself something as all you think yeah. about. And then when you do eat a pizza, you eat like five. Yeah. <laughs> and I really believe in eating for, you know, just knowing what you're feeling, what your body needs and eating it. You know, sometimes I just know that my body needs fruit. So I'll eat a lot. I don't know. You just sort of. Yeah. But, but I hate being hungry. I have nothing worse. And I don't like having to kind of stop yourself from yeah. eating what you want so being yeah. hungry doesn't bring out the best in people no and I mean <laughs> I'm definitely also someone where I would love to be someone where you know before I go on a flight I make my own quinoa salad but I don't I'm the first person to go I want the cheese filled ravioli yeah. please <laughs> um, and to go into a food coma on a long-haul flight but I know you've spoken of how no one is immune to the pressures to looking perfect on Instagram and you wrote a really really beautiful piece on work 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 where you touched on the notion of body image and sort of the idea of being beach body ready how do you deal with that pressure sort of now that you are in in the public eye so I guess it's a funny one I think that you know I I'm the first one to say that I'm probably I'm very lucky in that I definitely have genes on my side to a certain extent so you know I'm someone where I can get away with eating things and I I can sort of I'm consistently sort of the size that I am but I think that the prob- I think we're all the worst judge- critics of ourselves. And I've definitely been, you know, I think if you're not feeling your best and you're, I mean, we, we can, we, no matter what size you are, I think we can fall prey to comparing ourselves to other people. Yeah. And that can be really, really negative. So I think that, you know, I definitely feel, I don't necessarily feel the pressure to look, because if I, if I don't feel my best, I've, I've learned now that rather than forcing it, I would just rather not take a picture of myself in a swimsuit, to be honest, for my own mental sanity. You know, I think that, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a model. So I just, I don't know. It's a funny one. I think that a lot of it all comes down to your head, not your body, essentially. And And I think your approach is really honest. Like I always really appreciate looking at your feed because you will often say, you know this is a photo but actually you yeah. see the 50 photos oh god, yeah, there. That's all, I looked at photos where I didn't like them oh my god that, well that's <laughs> the thing we, the photos that we're choosing to put on Instagram are the ones that we've chosen to put on Instagram yeah you know if 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 someone takes I, I think it would be if, I mean very rarely would someone take would I take a picture of myself on the beach and go boom done I look <laughs> fantastic great let's put that up you know and I, I yeah so I think it's sort of it, we'd love it. I mean, I'd love to be that sort of effortless person. But I think, you know, we've all been in the changing room with the bad lighting and thinking, oh, my God, I just need to go home and cry. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that I think that it's really important to be honest. I think it's a difficult ba- line to to walk on Instagram because obviously, you know, you don't, I'm aware that I'm I'm very lucky. So but equally, I think it's important to sometimes be honest and be like, oh, I feel 
rubbish today yeah. or you know like it took me you know I'm I don't know yeah I mean yeah it's a difficult one Instagram you it, you at the end of the day you can't win so I think you just have to be yourself and you know you will get called out for being overweight or underweight and people will criticize you for your cellulite and they will criticize you for photoshopping your cellulite yeah that's so true so you know you just I think you have to be really do what makes you feel good yeah makes you feel true to yourself and just try and block the noise out (laughs) that's good advice there's like that quote about how you could be the biggest juiciest peach around and there's always going to be someone who doesn't like peach exactly right the last desert island dish is the last dish you would choose to eat before being cast off to the desert island i've been asked this question so many times i feel like i've spent so long discussing this with family and friends does that mean you've got a very prepared no it means that my answer (laughs) changes constantly and i never know what i'd have so really basic and I know maybe some people would say like foie gras and fillet steak and all the rest of it but I would have so my mum makes I would have a lasagna of some sort yes so classic lasagna fantastic with really good garlic bread really good salad just or my mum does a really good fish lasagna yeah. Oh my goodness! I don't think I've ever come across a fish. I have lasagna. to sometimes, you know, convince people of the fish lasagna like with salmon. So, as in, imagine a fish pie mix. Yeah, with lots of dill, no egg or anything, but just like salmon and haddock and little baby scallops and stuff, layered with loads of cheese. Lucy, I love it. It's amazing. Why is this not more of a thing? I don't know. I mean, it's quite, it feels, when I say it, it feels quite retro, but it's not retro. No, I like it. It's really good. So I'd probably have that. Yeah. With just, I would just carb load, essentially. I would have loads of garlic bread. And then for starter, what would I have? Anything kind of maybe like arancini balls, like truffled arancini or some kind of, Smoked, I love smoked salmon bellinis. I'm going very fishy, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, but that's okay. You can have it all. I mean, now I'm now I'm thinking about yeah, it. I'm like, just maybe, naming maybe, delicious maybe, things. Maybe, <laughs> I'm just delicious things. I'm like, maybe I'd have a chicken pie as well for pudding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you go savory for pudding as well? Just to, I like the idea of a chicken pie for pudding. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'd go chicken pie for pudding. Or, um, gosh, it's very. Or no, I think I'd have like really, really good gelato for pudding. Like I love ice cream. And that again, I mean, can I have treacle tart and gelato? Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay, great. So essentially yes. I'd just roll out of there. Okay, yeah. I like that this. flight. Carb on carb on carb yeah. on carb. Yeah. That sounds like my that dream. Would be, that would be well. it. Yeah. And you're allowed to take to the desert island one luxury item. What are you going to take with you? Mm, that's so hard. I can't name one thing. I have a real problem. I would probably take some, and I don't even have a Kindle. Okay, but you'd I like up. proper books. But if but I would take something to read. Yeah, I would take books. Yeah, one luxury item is really difficult because yeah. I'd say. I mean, maybe can I presume that we'd have sun cream there? Maybe. Oh, I, I mean, mean, I'd love. I'd probably maybe some sun cream. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't think there is like a fully stock. <laughs> So you can take that with you, yeah. No, I think I think the Kindle with books, yeah. I think I we can just plonk you in the shade. Yeah, exactly. It's probably the best place for me, yeah. Thank you so much Thank for you letting for having us me. That was so fun. Thank you. I am definitely going to make the fish pie lasagna. That sounds gorgeous. And all I can think about right now is Portuguese custard tart. So I'm definitely going to be making a trip to the Goldbourne Road to get my mitts on some. 
Don't forget to go to the website www.desertislanddishes.co for the full list of episodes plus recipes I've created to go with each episode. Come and say hi on Instagram at madebymargie. And other than that, thank you so much for listening and see you next week. Bye.